Greetings, everyone. It's Bridget with uh, your weekly tips and tricks. It is April 16th, 2020. And I think one of the other podcasts I broadcast, it was snowing and we have quite a little snowstorm going on here today in the Denver metro area. Anyway, I hope everyone is doing well. And uh, today I am going to do something a little bit more serious. Uh, than last week for sure. I'm going to talk about a concept called our inner critic. I could actually spend easily a whole day talking about this, but what I'm going to provide for you are three tools to help manage our inner critic voice. And then I'm going to end the podcast with uh, a live coaching client that has been so lovely and willing to walk through one of the exercises. So I will begin today with the concept and the definition of the inner critic voice. The simplest way to kind of define it is it is that voice in your head that kind of feeds you uh, criticism. It sounds very judgy and it can actually be as severe as be very demeaning. Um, And unfortunately, the inner critic creeps in usually when people uh, least expect it. And also sometimes when we're already feeling defeated is when it becomes the loudest. The inner critic tone or voice might sound something like, I'm not blank enough, right? You can fill in, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. And sometimes it can just be, I'm not enough. And actually the average person, I'm sorry, the a person has an average of 30 to 40 negative comments in their head a day. That's the average. I know for me, some days I even say this, I'll say, gosh, my inner critic voice is so loud. Um, and some days, it's way more subtle. I think it depends on a lot of different internal and external factors that are going on. Monday of this week, my inner critic was very loud, which got me thinking about doing the podcast on this um, topic. Coming off the weekend, we're in week five of staying at home and isolation and I just kind of reached a little bit of rock bottom. And so Monday, my inner critic voice started right away in the morning and just kept getting louder. It was relentless. I even texted my mom at one point and said, you know what? I don't even have the energy to call you back today. I was feeling pretty down. Things like, oh, I'm just, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. For work, I am not a good sister, I'm not a good partner, and it just went on and on, and I finally just had to write a couple things down. You know, what am I feeding myself, and where did this come from? And so that's something I'll get to here in a minute, is, you know, what are some things you can do uh, daily to manage this voice that creeps in? Our inner critic over time can take a toll. 
It can take a toll on our emotional well-being. And in these times, these current times, I think that, you know, uh, not having your normal routine, not going to your work, not taking your kids to soccer practice, all these things have really turned our world upside down. And I think a lot of us are finding we're spending so much more time alone in our heads. We have more time during the day. And I think that our inner critic has become especially loud these last five, six, seven weeks that we are, have experienced this transition in our new normal. And so I want to give you some tools that are relevant and that will be helpful for you to address some of this as we continue to sort of live in this new normal world that we are a part of. It's going to be easy to remember because it's three words that begin with the letter R. Now I sound like Sesame Street. Um, But uh, three kind of tools and ways to manage this. And the first one is to recognize it. It's really important to not only hear it, but to recognize and name it. So what is it that your inner critic is saying specifically? Uh, how often have you heard that message in that day's time? Or if it you know, is in a period of time, an hour, a couple hours, did something happen to s- sort of spur this on? Was there an incident, an email, a phone call? Something that maybe m- makes it come to light. So the first step is to really recognize and name it. When I was going through my coaching program a couple of years ago, my coach had recommended to befriend your inner critic. And at first I was a little confused, like I wouldn't befriend an enemy, so why would I befriend this voice that is feeding me this negative energy? And her point was that the inner critic will never really go away, but It is something that if we befriend and hear and accept, we can start to manage it and kind of deal with it um, on a day-to-day basis. So again, that first step is to recognize and name what you're hearing. The second tool is to practice replacement. And what I mean by that is the inner critic voice comes from a first person perspective, right? In your voice, you're hearing, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not that, I'm not enough. And so what I would ask you to do, or what I would uh, invite you to do rather, is write some of those phrases down in the I format. And then what I would suggest is replace the I with you. So instead of saying, I'm not smart enough, I would replace I with you, and it would sound like you are not smart enough, which even saying that out loud sounds terrible to me. And I, I heard once, and I repeat this a lot in my classes, I would never speak to another human being the way that I sometimes speak to myself. I never would speak to another human being the way that I sometimes speak to myself. And so the question lies with why do we talk to ourselves so poorly? Why is that acceptable? If it's not acceptable to say that to someone else, 
why would it be acceptable for us to speak to ourselves that way? So actually by simply replacing it with you and saying it out loud, that's the important piece, or reading it, it really will hit a chord with you on how damaging it sounds. And if you can't say it to someone else, you come to the realization that you really can't say it to yourself. So that second step again is replacement. Take the I out and put the you in and see how it lands. The third tool or recommendation um, in dealing with your inner critic is to practice reframing. And what that looks like is, again, taking that phrase of in the I form, I'm not this, I'm not competent, and reframing it so that it is more realistic. So for example, I might say to myself, I am not competent after making a mistake or sending an email that, you know, wasn't clear or, um, you know, saying something that really, (laughs) you know, didn't convey the message. So the, the phrase is, I am incompetent. And the reframe might sound something like, I made a mistake and I'm human and very good at my job, right? Or uh, I am not enough. The reframe might sound like, I feel very overwhelmed right now and everyone else is going through a similar situation. So I don't know if you've caught the the phrasing there, but acknowledging first and then linking it with a reality, right? And you can use the word and to connect those two thoughts. So you're not stopping at, I made a mistake. You're continuing with, and I am good at my job. Reframing takes practice, and that is what I'm going to do with my coaching client here coming up. I will walk you through a live session, if you will, that will just be a couple minutes. We'll practice that reframe. So again, just to capture these three steps. So one is, again, recognize, name it. Number two is to replace your I with a U and practice that out loud. And the third is to reframe. So in a few minutes, I will be back with my coaching client and we will wrap this up. Well, thank you, Courtney, so much for walking through this with me today. And just a quick check-in, how are you doing this afternoon? You know, I'm doing pretty all right. The snow is, it's snowing right now, so, um it's pretty, it's calming and comforting. It's a nice um, kind of damper or muffle on the, the chaos that seems to be um, everywhere right now as we work through this confusing and mm-hmm. uncertain time. So it's actually a nice way to, to look at that. Yeah. I like that. Um, I know we chatted before, so I'm not putting you on the spot, mm-hmm. but my podcast this week has been about the inner critic and that that voice that we hear in our head that feeds us what we believe to be truths, but in actuality, 
are often embellished thoughts that we have about ourselves. So I had asked you to think about what has been an inner critic message as of late that seems to be prominent for you or maybe um, persistent. Yeah, uh, the one that comes up most frequently is that I'm not enough or that I'm not doing enough. Um, Mm. In my profession and career, I'm responsible for supporting our community members. And right now I sometimes feel a little bit powerless because what that looks like or what that what kind of support folks need, um, what kind of support I need, my, my, my husband needs, my family needs, it, it feels really unfulfillable. Um, so mm-hmm. not enough, not doing enough is really uh, where I find myself most afternoons and evenings. Yeah, thanks for that. I think, yeah, the doing piece, I can, I can relate to that. I, yeah, I think it's hard to feel productive in a new normal, right? Mm-hmm. Or how we usually measure, measure productivity. So we're going to work with that, I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough, mm-hmm. and walk through some of the recommendations I have for managing your inner critic. Because yes. as I talk about, you know, um, inner critic's not going to go away. It's always going to be a part of us, and um, I've been coached on really befriending it and trying to understand it. And so I have these three kind of steps and tools to help manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first step is recognizing, which is what you just did, right? Okay. I would ask folks to really name it and mm-hmm. be very specific. Sometimes naming an inner critic voice could be like, oh, you know, I'm terrible. Okay. But what, what is it about it that makes you feel terrible? Or what message are you being told about being terrible? And so you really named it very clearly about, you know, not doing enough that you're not doing enough. Is there anything else in recognizing or naming it that you would add to that? Or, um... Yeah, I would add that there are times where it's not even that I'm not doing enough, but what I'm doing doesn't matter or make much of a difference. Mm. So it feels both that I'm not doing enough, as I said, like there's more that I could do, but even if I was doing more, it still wouldn't make a difference mm-hmm. and that I don't have value because I'm not contributing mm-hmm. in a way that, that is, you know, a value to somebody mm-hmm. is helping somebody. Going back to that needing to help or feeling like I'm responsible to help other people. Great. Thank you. Yeah, great. So that naming it piece can really get us started in, in trying to manage it. The second step, and this is going to be a little awkward for sure, um, the the coaching piece here is to replace replacement so we we speak in i language we speak from a first person perspective of i'm not good enough i'm not blank enough and what i'm going to ask you to do is take that phrasing and i want you to replace the i with you so essentially you're talking to me you can even look at me if you're comfortable doing that or um you know whatever but if you could just take that that phrase and say it maybe two or three times like right now out loud. Yeah, yeah, just out loud. And remember, you're <laughs> taking the I away and putting you in so place. So saying you are not enough, mm-hmm. what you you do doesn't matter. I don't like this. Yeah, so say, say so more. Again, what don't, you, what don't you like about what it? What I don't I like about it or what, I, what don't I like? I don't, I would never say that to you because I don't think that, oh, this is hard. <laughs> Yeah. Because the more I think about it, say, I wouldn't say it to you because I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you don't matter or don't do enough. 
So it's kind of confusing about why I think that I don't matter or don't do enough. Yeah, so I see a little emotion. Yeah. Kind of coming It's up. my superpower is being emotional. That's a good power. <laughs> yeah, it evokes emotion. Um, to your point, you would never say that mm-hmm. to me or to your husband or um, your adorable dog who's sitting here next to you. Um, He's giving me some moral support right now. I love it. Yeah, you... Um, so that's exactly the point is when we say it out loud and we use you, it really hits, right? It's yeah. like a... I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the learning is what you said. Yeah. That why would I, why would I say that about myself? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the third piece that kind of really, I think, piggybacks off nicely of that replacement is to reframe. And reframing, what I'm asking is to take that negative phrase or thought and reframe it in a way that affirms the truth for you. So it's okay to recognize like, okay, I made a mistake or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yesterday I wasn't as productive as I should, should have been or would like to be, but we connect it with and and say an F affirming truth about you that is um, a positive in a, a, a reality mm-hmm. of what you are. So I gave the example earlier of, you know, instead of saying I'm incompetent, I might say, you know, I made a mistake mm-hmm. and I really have a passion for the work I do and I do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And that's the reframe. So I'm not judging myself and giving myself a label of being incompetent. I'm acknowledging the fact that, you know, I made a mistake mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, I am, am a human. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. So how could you take that, I am not doing enough or I am not enough, and reframe that, or what you're doing doesn't matter, whichever. Yeah. I think um, kind of how you were saying, uh, I might be able to do more, and there are definitely days that I can do more, but I show up every day committed to doing what I can do. Perfect. And, you know, what you can do on one day is going to be a very different Courtney self on the next day, um, and that there are days you're always going to do more than other days, and that's okay. Yeah, I like it. Believing that is much different than <laughs> saying it. Like, knowing mm-hmm. it and believing it are, are very different things. And I think um, the idea of not being enough is, you know, reframing it's hard, but I, I find myself asking, well, what is enough? And, like, having mm-hmm. that understanding of where are you establishing the baseline for enough and what is your measure or your mm-hmm. your goal. And so maybe... There are days where I don't feel like I am enough, but I know that the work I do impacts impacts people every day, or at least somebody every day mm-hmm. is better off. I like it. And that, what you just demonstrated is a really good point that I did not make earlier, that it doesn't have to be a reframe phrase. It can mm-hmm. be a reframe thought process. Okay, yeah. Which actually, I think, hits home a little mm-hmm. nearer and dearer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not to <laughs> not to keep on coaching you here but no I love it bring it I think a good exercise too maybe if that is that message is every day to jot down or verbalize what did you do today that was enough Mm -hmm. because there's always something right yeah I didn't want to walk the dog but I did 
Or, he wanted it too, for sure. Right. <laughs> or, you know, I didn't really want to call that friend that I've been, you know, ignoring. But I did, and boy, was that a actually a really good phone call. Mm-hmm. So maybe for the next, I don't know, one to two weeks, I would invite you to practice that every every evening or or maybe in the morning think about you know what did I do yesterday that was enough mm-hmm. or what did I do today that was enough and that that's that's enough thanks yeah well thank you so much yeah no this was more enlightening than I anticipated so thank you very much for taking the time to come see me I totally appreciate it from a safe social distance of course absolutely <laughs> thank you so much 